Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 72, He is Mine. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play a message that is most likely from Jason Weitzer, although he pretends to be someone else. Jason was last heard in Episode 37, and assuming it is him, this will be his fourth message. It is about six seconds long, and it comes from the spring of 1989. Let's listen. Although Jason is performing an accent, I can still distinguish his voice. Furthermore, the message matches the style of humor from his previous messages. In one message, he imitated Sun Ra, and in another, the actor from a famous Federal Express commercial. In this case, he pretends to be calling Salman Rushdie to threaten his life. Of course, the call is absurd on many levels. To begin with, it presumes that Rushdie is hiding in my Hyde Park apartment. On the other hand, the threat to Rushdie's life in the spring of 1989 was very real. After the 1988 publication of his novel The Satanic Verses, some Muslim authorities accused him of blasphemy. And on February 14, 1989, the Iranian leader Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini issued a fatwa calling for Rushdie's murder. This was a tragedy on so many levels. Obviously, there was the personal hell it caused for Rushdie and others associated with the book's publication. Notably, the novel's Japanese translator, Hitoshi Igarashi, was brutally murdered in 1991. But the fatwa also fed the Western stereotype of a backward Islamic culture. Ironically, Rushdie's novel clearly challenged this derogatory Orientalism through a compassionate and complex portrayal of its Muslim characters. The novel can also be read in the context of academic debates surrounding Eurocentrism. In 1987, E.D. Hirsch published the book Cultural Literacy, which created a list of supposedly essential names, dates, and terminology for every literate American to know. In that same year, The Closing of the American Mind by Alan Bloom mourned the decline of classical education on university campuses. From the perspective of someone who graduated from the University of Chicago in 1987, where Bloom was teaching at the time, his description of academic decline sounds bizarre. I cannot recall being assigned a single author of color in the University of Chicago's core courses, while we read plenty of Plato and Kant. The university did have a well-respected Department of South Asian Studies at the time, 
but these so-called area studies seem to be marginal to the core curriculum. Salman Rushdie's work demonstrated the value of studying traditions outside Europe. Equally important, he revealed how the history of European colonization and global migration more generally problematizes any attempt to define the borders of Western culture. Returning to Jason's message, there is music playing in the background, but it is very difficult to decipher. It might be an amplified acoustic guitar, but to my ear, the sound also slightly mimics the oud, which uses semitones in a Middle Eastern scale. So I wonder if this was an intentional choice on the part of Jason to suggest an Arabic background for the person calling. Sadly, I cannot ask Jason this, since, as I noted in episode 11, Jason's first message, he passed away in the spring of 2018. All right, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.